This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. What would a truly level, even culture look like? It's a task set forth in the new book, Another Now, by economist and former Greek finance minister, Yanis Varoufakis. There would be no billionaires, no tech giants, and no need for stock markets and other things. Everything is fair and equitable. It is certainly something that would be aspirational for a lot of people, whether or not it's realistic in today's culture, that's something else. A pleasure to have joining us is Giannis Varoufakis to talk about his book and more. Giannis, thanks very much for your time today. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. And so when you look at where we are in our culture today and what you're bringing forth in this book, Another Now, take us through the process of trying to see how you would get to a quote-unquote equitable society. Well, one needs to begin by identifying that which makes it so inequitable. And uh, what makes it so inequitable is not so much the market, but the fact that markets have been completely subverted by power, whether this is the power of the central bank to to print loads of money, to give it to Wall Street, to give it to Apple, and so on, or by the big tech uh, companies that effectively are... um, outside the market system, because the moment you enter into Amazon.com or Facebook, for that matter, you leave capitalism behind, you leave democracy behind, you leave everything behind, and you enter a fiefdom, a techno-fiefdom belonging to one man. So could we imagine a market-democratized, liberal, just society without this exorbitant power of either the central bank on the one hand or Zuckerberg on the other? So would it be possible to reach that even in a capitalist culture right now? Well, you see, I think it's crucial before we begin to grapple with this question to define what capitalism is. And it's not the marketplace. So in my book, which is, of course, fiction, right? And it's science fiction, too, because the best way of understanding the the present is is by means of science fiction, in my mind. I'm trying to construct a world which is um, completely liberal, and totally free with markets that are working far better than they are working today, but without actually capitalism. What does that mean? Well, no share markets and um, um, no monopoly of, of money, either by those who mint lots of bitcoins or by the Fed. We're joined by Yanis Varoufakis, who is the author of the book Another Now, uh, joining us here on Wharton Business Daily. You do bring up uh, this ongoing division uh, that we see here in the U.S., uh, especially in the political realm, and, and what socialism really is. Uh, because there's obviously a lot of, of back and forth going on right now uh, from one side of the aisle to the other uh, about socialism being a, an extreme negative. But you see, the United States now is a socialist country. It's a very weird socialist country, but you have perfect socialism for the very, very rich. Since 2008, the great collapse of the financial system, Wall Street, the city of London, and so on, the central banks have been been minting mountain ranges of money, uh, public money, hmm, to keep the failed uh, bankers and their minions and the corporates that live off the banks to keep them happy and uh, boisterous. This is a, a very weird kind of socialism, socialism for the very, very few. 
That's what the United States is. That's what the European Union is. Um, so, you know, it's not a question of whether socialism is good or bad. We have it. Yeah. And we have a very bad form of socialism at the moment. We don't have one for the many, for do, the people, do you, for the demos out there. Do you get a lot of people surprised when you say that we already have it? Because I think a lot of people uh, out there believe that it there are while there are elements uh, of of socialism in our culture, they don't believe that we are a socialist culture at this point. Well, that's what I'm trying to, to impress upon them. That you know, I'm, I'm speaking, by the way, let, let, let me just completely destroy my credibility with our listeners now, saying that I'm a socialist. Right. But, you know, what we now have is socialism that really stinks big time. <laughs> You'll allow me to say. Think about it. When the Fed prints you know, a few billion dollars to stimulate the economy, as we speak, they pick up the phone, they call Bank of America, uh, Citigroup, right? They say, look, uh, we have this money, give it away to create stimulus. Uh, Bank of America will not give the money to the little people because they don't feel that they will get it back with interest. Right. So they call Apple App, they call Exxon, right? Uh, trusted clients. Now, those companies are already sitting on a stash of cash. They have savings. Right. They don't need the money to invest. But Apple takes it. And you know what they do with it. They go to, the, to Wall Street and they buy back Apple shares. Right. Share prices go up, but there's no investment. That is the kind of uh, toxic socialism for the very, very few that I'm describing. Well, and then off of that, then you're talking about a, a, a culture that could potentially, if you, you saw a different uh, approach by, as you say, Bank of America or, or other institutions that could bring some equitability to uh, to our culture, especially in times of crisis as we move forward. That's why I, what I try to sketch out in the form of a science fiction novel. Uh, the listener must understand that I'm a very weird socialist as well, in the sense that I fear equally the power of the corporation of big business and of the state. So, you know, this is me trying to sell my book now, right? Yeah. <laughs> in that blueprint, in that blueprint, I try to sketch out a realistic market economy in which there is no uh, concentrated power either with the state or with some conglomerate. Yeah. And I, you know, I put a lot of, of an energy and effort into trying to devise such a, you know, a realistic sounding um, blueprint. So then what role would tech play in that culture, especially considering we, we know how important tech is to us in our livelihoods in general these days? And, you know, <laughs> there's no belief that we're going to see that go away anytime in, in the future. So what role would tech play looking at that type of a, of a, of a culture? Oh, a crucial one. I'm a great believer in technology. Uh, and so in the, uh, in the other now that I sketch out, technology is, it's a technological society. It's not, it's, I'm not proposing that we go back to the woods. Right. Uh, but the question is, who owns the companies? And in, in the corporate system that I have devised in the context of that novel, um, I, I, the, the, the tech companies are not big tech. They are small tech, very highly technological, very creative, very competitive with one another, but rather small, but not because the state tells them to be small, mm -hmm. but because I've introduced a new different kind of corporate legislation where it says that everybody who works in the company should have one share and one vote. And that immediately right. limits both the power and the size of corporations. But it doesn't limit 
the competition in uh, the the technological sphere, and it doesn't make technology any worse. So, so playing off of that, there would be more of a path for more people to be owners uh, of companies, uh, of important companies uh, in our in our country and other countries. Everyone working for one of those companies will be a part owner in my other now. We're joined uh, on the line right now uh, by Yanis uh, Varoufakis, a former Greek finance minister who is uh, author of the uh, new fictional book, Another Now, looking at uh, a culture that would be more equitable across the board. Obviously, the question of equity right now is a, is a, is a very important one uh, here in the United States and a lot of parts uh, of the world. Uh, and it doesn't seem like we're doing enough to be able to address these issues, uh, maybe dipping our toe in the water, but not even close to where we need to go. Indeed, there was a lot of talk that Joe Biden uh, surprised uh, many of us. And I have to uh, confess to having been surprised by the extent to which he wanted to emulate um, LBJ or maybe Roosevelt. Uh, but there is one thing that he didn't do, and that is challenge the circuit of um, public money that goes from the Federal Reserve to the Wall Street and then disappears into the stock exchanges without um, trickling down either to small businesses or medium businesses or the people out there. And that, I think, is the great uh, failure of our present uh, regime, of government in the United States, even in the European Union, the failure to convert the publicly minted central bank money into investment into the little people, the middle class. What then would the longer term role be of of government, whether it be here in the U.S. or uh, uh, another part of the world in this uh, fictional world that that you're writing about in the book? Uh, If you're not going to have or or, let me ask you this, would you have some sort of central bank, but maybe with different powers and different focuses? No, absolutely. There needs to be a central bank. This is why Bitcoiners don't like me, because I, even though I love blockchain and decentralized ledgers and all that, I, I loathe the idea of private money. The, the, our money must be public. The central bank in the United States, the Fed, uh, plays a, a huge role and must continue to play one. Right. But the question is, uh, who does it give the money to? I want to cut out uh, the middleman. Because now there is a wall of money coming from the Fed, but the middleman, uh, commercial banks, are diverting it in in ways that uh, waste it effectively. So in my other yeah. now, there is a central bank. Uh, it has a blockchain digital currency that um, distributes amongst the citizens, and everybody has a bank account with the Fed. Are there my other now? Are, are there elements of what you write about in this book that maybe are inclusive in, say, the three three point five trillion dollar uh, bill that uh, Democrats want to push through the Congress? Very little, really, because I think that what the Democrats are trying to do is they're trying to, to throw money at the problem uh, without actually dealing with its cause. And the cause of the problem now in the United States, I'm not against that. I'm not against helping the unemployed, helping families and right. so on. Right. But it is the high inequality, not so much in the income, but in the wealth, in the ownership of means of production, of businesses, of, of, of resources, this high inequality of wealth is what generates two things, stagnation on the one hand for the many, and um, an inability to, um, to replenish 
our stock of talent, uh, our uh, students are highly indebted as a result of this and so on. Yeah. So, you know, in another now, I try to imagine how this could have been done, done differently in a way that would appeal both to liberals uh, and to those who fear the state, as I fear the state. Giannis, thank you very much for a few moments. We wish you the best with the book. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Very kind of you. Thank you. Giannis Varoufakis, former Greek finance minister, his uh, new book out, Another Now, fictional uh, book that is out uh, for your purchase in bookstores and online. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.